let's just respond to some stuff today because, I mean, the world's pretty, pretty wild right now and not in a good way. Uh, look at this. National death, debt has risen by $444 billion in the past two freaking weeks. And at that pace, the U.S. would be adding $11 trillion per year to the national debt. Something is clearly going wrong. A sovereign debt in U.S. dollar crisis can't be too far away. Wow. We're at $33 trillion. And we're on pace to rise by $1 trillion in one month. Unbelievable. It's just like... The analogy I use when I was trying to explain this to Allison is like a lot of us Bitcoiners are, you know, Bitcoiners, libertarians, hard money advocates. We, it's kind of like if an engineer, if you're engineering a bridge or something, right? You're engineering a bridge and you build in certain weight tolerances. Usually it has to be like double the amount of weight it's going to carry at any given time. Or maybe it's even more than that. We know that mathematically from an engineering physics perspective. If you stack too much weight on that bridge, at some point, that last final ounce will topple the bridge. It's, it's a certainty. It's irrefutable. That's what this shit is. If they keep printing money, if we keep going into debt, there will be a point where the U.S. dollar hyperinflates. And it will be very bad for a lot of people. For, it'll be bad for Earth because we are the reserve currency. It will be really freaking bad. Bitcoin will probably shoot to the moon. But what will be the damn point of having expensive Bitcoin if the world around you is a dumpster fire? If it's burning down? <laughs> your money will be... Your, your, your Bitcoin and your money in a way will be meaningless. Like we don't need expensive Bitcoin if we have a zombie apocalypse, right? We're going to be needing... Guns and ammo and food and surviving, walking dead style, right? Nobody wants that to happen. Nobody. I mean, some preppers probably, it's like their wet dream, but I am one that prepares, not goes crazy down the prepping rabbit hole, even though like, I feel like if I had the time and resources and whatever, I probably would do that. And when I have some land, I'm gonna probably do that again. Uh, I'm gonna prepare to protect my family, but I'm going to pray, even though I'm not religious, I'm going to pray that all that prep I do is for naught. I really, really hope that all that prepping I, I do and have done, I hope it doesn't materialize and be needed. And that's even, you could say, true of Bitcoin in a way. Like some people want hyper-Bitcoinization as a result of the US dollar hyperinflating, but they don't really think about the implications of that from a societal perspective. You know, I don't, again, like, what's the point of having all this digital wealth if the world around you is crumbling, you know? You don't want that. Nobody wants that. So, uh, I mean, it's just, I don't even know what to say here. It's, you know, the advice I would give is to buy Bitcoin, but also to buy some physical, tangible things. We have probably like 100 gallons. Actually, we probably have like 300 gallons of water. I bought these heavy-duty jugs from online, and they stack. And I fill them with water, and they, they're in the backyard. 
We have a bunch of rice and sugar, and I think we even have wheat. We just like a bunch of bulk food that's in the garage. Probably at least a few hundred pounds of that. It sounds like a lot, a few hundred pounds, but you know, one five gallon bucket is probably like 40 pounds. In fact, we probably have way more than that actually, now that I think about it. Like that's like 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30. I probably have 500 gallons of water potentially or pounds of water. So maybe not gallons. Each one of those is probably like five gallons. I probably have like 100, 200 gallons of water and easily 500 pounds of food. Like I said, I hope it, I hope I never use it. I hope I never crack it open, but I at least have it there. And that's even just living in, you know, Austin, Texas, where we probably just would leave if we could take whatever stuff with us. But if all things broke down, I would not want to be in a major city. I'd want to be uh, self-sufficient off the grid if possible, which is really the goal for us. We're actually moving out of Austin, most likely this year, after this year, after this lease, we're going to, I don't know where we're going to go, but maybe the North Carolinas, um, that's kind of what we're eyeballing right now. Try it out. We just want a better climate and we want to get back to nature and get back to having some land. So, and I just don't really want to have it in Texas. Texas is great. Like we might still have a house here or visit here. Her mom is here, but it's not a place that I want to own land. I don't really enjoy the landscape and the temperature all that much. You know, there's not a whole lot you can do. Like you can hike and certain areas have water and those places are awesome. But I potentially want whitewater rafting, maybe some snow here and there, maybe some skiing, snowboarding, you know, being able to hike year round and it not be blistering hot outside. Like this summer in Austin was just brutal. Nobody wanted to go outside. <laughs> and with kids, you, you coop them up in the house. That's, that's pretty tough. So for the sake of just rambling on and on and on, uh, you know, we're already at six minutes. I'm going to try to make these like five minutes a day, get back into a regular recording habit, make it nice and easy for both of us. Easy for you to tune in, easy for me to just get it done. So I don't have to have resistance to it or because I have so much else going on. So buy Bitcoin, consider having some water and food, you know, maybe some batteries and flashlights and like just, just the basics, maybe a generator. That'd be a good investment. We have one of those as well. We've never literally turned the thing on. I hope I never have to, <laughs> but we have it. And that's going to be it for today. I'll see you in the next one.